2: here we go let's do it accelerating Accelerating your your fandom fandom.
0: this is flash tv talk welcome to flash tv talk the fan podcast dedicated to news reviews and more for the hit cw show the flash i'm bo and i'm bell bell man how you doing tonight i'm older yeah dude a very belated birthday to you
1: sir Well, thank you. I I very much appreciate it. Um, Yeah, I I have revolved around the sun one more time and (laughs) I have lost. Ten percent more of my
0: hair. Well, hey, that's uh, that is part of the game, man. That's that's the way it's played. But you know, it was actually it's very nice because part of your birthday surprise, uh, your your uh, lovely lady friend decided to take you uh, from the hometown of Austin all the way to my new hometown of Houston. Uh, I'd like to think it's specifically so that you could, you know, so that we could be together and celebrate. Um, And so, you know, I I might just kind of lean into that. But you know, while you were here. (laughs) Reason, uh, you also went to NASA, so that that was that seemed pretty awesome.
1: That's true, that was it was really neat. I got to eat lunch with an astronaut and uh got to ask uh, space related questions and uh got to see the, the 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 Saturn V rocket. Um, the you know, uh, a bunch of a bunch of really neat stuff. There. If you ever get a chance to go to Space Center Houston, I highly recommend it. I mean, if you like if you like NASA and space and stuff like that, if you don't like any of those things, you might not want to go, but uh yeah it was really really fun um really enjoyed it and yeah we got to see you on the way back to Austin so that was that was pretty
0: that was awesome man I'm glad that we're so close together especially because you know we got we got Star Wars coming up we got some Avengers coming. we got so much stuff that's coming up man in fact you know this is such an amazing time for for to to be a geek in this world of content that we are uh, almost almost swimming in and this year in particular you know I was was reflecting on this uh, this last past week we we got the new trailer for the new Star Wars we've got the uh, Avengers in game coming down the road and then just this weekend we got the season premiere of Game of Thrones for the the final season of uh, of Game of Thrones and I got to tell you man there's there's so much like stuff going around with Game of Thrones and and after watching that episode I, a theory has been like kind of brewing up in me that I, I really want to unpack with you. I think you and I kind of discussed it a little bit at dinner, but I want to kind of share it with our audience because it has to do with time travel. But don't worry, this is not Game of Thrones TV talk, although that sounds amazing. Uh,
1: yeah, why, why, why did why did, <laughs> we wait to the last season to come up with an 94 podcast? Why would we do that? Dude, this? everybody has a
0: freaking Game of Thrones podcast. ESPN That's has true. a Game of Thrones podcast. I think like Barbara Streisand has a Game of Thrones. Everybody has a Game of Thrones podcast. Everybody has a Game of Thrones podcast. Yeah, but they don't have the host of Flash TV talk talk on well look here's the deal if you haven't seen that show or don't care about it don't worry i'm not going to waste your time but if that is something that you would like we're going to tack on a little something extra at the end of this episode dealing with that a little extra tv talk for you so uh stick around after this show and uh yeah we'll be doing that but until then man shall we get into it let's do it let's jump into the rundown
2: the The rundown rundown.
0: episode 18 of season 5 godspeed directed by danielle Panabaker and story by judalina neria and kelly wheeler bell what happened this episode
1: well team flash reads nora's diary and learns that she discovered her powers in her relation to the flash after a subsequent encounters with two speedsters godspeed and thawne flash forwards show nora working as a forensic scientist like her father after being hit by godspeed nora discovers that she had a chip implanted in her that dampened her powers which causes a rift between her and her mother after Godspeed's citywide rampage kills Nora's best friend and co-worker Leah, Thon helps Nora control her newfound powers and defeat the rampaging speedster. Thawne then becomes her mentor, as he did with Barry. With Thon's help, Nora finds the time vault where she learns that her father was the Flash. In the present, Iris releases Nora from the pipeline out of guilt after learning of her future self's deception of their daughter, but Barry sends her home out of distrust and without Iris's consent. Barry then visits Thawne at Iron Heights, glad that he is awaiting execution for his crimes.
0: Dun, dun, dun. All right, Bell. Yeah. So, you know, we, we mentioned at the top of the show, Game of Thrones. This is this is kind of, you know, gut season. Everybody's been talking Game of Thrones. And I will admit, going into this week, with these two episodes of television on the horizon, mm-hmm. the season premiere of Game of Thrones and the return from the hiatus of The Flash, of the two, I was more hyped and more looking forward to Game of Thrones. But after viewing both episodes, not and this is not to put Game of Thrones down, I actually took way more away from The Flash and was so much more hyped for the next episode of The Flash than I was Game of Thrones. Man, I think team here over at team flash has really done something amazing all season long i mean i've gushed all season and i will continue to do so this episode because this was a fantastic episode
1: yes absolutely agree it was really really good i super enjoyed it and yeah i i I agree like i uh, i came out of the first episode of game of thrones going huh that was weird i wonder why they did it that way and out of this hiatus watching this episode i was like that was great i mean i i do have i need another hour
0: yeah, I need like, another hour of this episode. Like, I like I want to spend more time in this future, and like, there's so many more questions that we have. We yeah, got, we, we got explanation and exploration, but we never actually got like it. Just it just opened so many more questions that kind of came along with it, and we also got nods. We got so much throwback to even the pilot episode. I mean, like, all right, yeah. all right just, before we we really get into the meat and potatoes here, we we, we have to give all props to uh killer frost herself. Danielle Painebaker, this was her directorial debut on The Flash. Uh she did a fantastic job. She was given, it's it's amazing when these uh kind of big players these big actors get a chance to take control and take the reins and direct episodes this series you know they don't like throw them softballs man they give them no. some like some pretty big uh meaty stuff and that's certainly what we got in this episode and for my money man she hit it out of the park
1: oh yeah absolutely everything everything about this episode you know directorially and story wise and everything was great uh and and really like my my complaints about this episode have nothing to do with any of that like everything was just I I agree with you. I I wanted more time in this future. I wanted more time with uh, uh, with Nora in in 2049 and just, you know, exploration there and all this kind of stuff. And it was just it was. Yeah, it was it was well put together. All the throwbacks and the homages to the to the beginning of the series. Like she knocked it out of the park, and it yeah, like it went around the earth and came back into the park, and then she hit it again out of the park again.
0: (laughs) And then she went back to the past to hit it out of the park again, and then she jumped into the future where it was landing, and she hit it out of that park. No, she hit it back into the past from the future, and that was the first
1: pitch (laughs) that she hit out of the park. So like she yeah. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, I'm gonna stop there.
0: <laughs> Brilliant job, though. All right, so we do spend most most of this episode in the future. This is a flashback for Nora. For all intents and purposes, it is a flash forward for the uh, for Team Flash. As they are unpacking her personal history um, that, you know, as to, you know, how that plays out, There, that's going to kind of fall into speech to speculation this episode. But uh, for all intents and purposes, we are seeing what is currently her experience, her life experience. We see her, you know, walking in the footsteps of her father in almost every way. I mentioned, Bell, the throwbacks to the pilot and there are a bunch of them in here. But even just her, like, showing up to the crime scene late and everything else, I mean, it's, it, you felt that extreme dynamic between her and her boss in the same way that we kind of got sing and Barry in, in the first episode. Yeah.
1: Yeah. 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 Her being late, you know, like yeah. Classic throwback to classic Barry Allen. And you're absolutely right. The, the whole, you know, where is Allen or in this case, where's West Allen? And uh, yeah, it was it was a really nice little homage there to the to the first episode.
0: Also, you know, we do see that she does, you know, before even learning the truth, she is a major Flash fan. We saw this in, uh, in some of the, you know, memory episode when, when we got a chance to see her as a child going to the Flash Museum and, you know, collecting all these things and having, you know, her, her toy break, at least in her mind. Uh, you know, we see that she's got a bunch of toys. She's got the giant, you know, Barry bobblehead, which is, by the way, is the, the creepiest looking collectible. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's kind of weird. We also learn a lot in some of the exposition that goes between her and her friend. Speedsters are apparently post-crisis, not a reality for Central City. Um, it, they they reference a bunch of different speedsters, and you know the the idea that that even a a speedster could be uh, involved in a crime in any capacity is such a foreign concept.
1: Yeah, it's almost as if they they don't exist anymore. Well, so this
0: is kind of this is kind of interesting to me because you know we we get introduced to Godspeed this episode. Now, you know, you mentioned kind of there's some criticisms that can be laid at the feet of this episode, and I think one of the top ones for a lot of people is this character of Godspeed. Now, this is a fan favorite in the modern era of Flash comics. Um, there has been a lot of hype as to when we might see this character. Um, You know, I know that there are uh, various kind of flash personalities, you know, and and kind of fan uh, uh, discussion groups and, and, you know, YouTube videos that are all built around this character. I mean, like it's it's the, the the how do I put this? It's almost as if the fan base for this particular character and the hype machine for this particular character is equal to that of. Somebody like an Eobard Thawne, uh, maybe even higher than like somebody like a Captain Cold, somebody who would like other villains that would be more classic villains because of, um, honestly, I think it's because of the suit. I know he comes like the great story that's attached to, to Godspeed as well from the comics. And, you know, and that was not at all utilized in this, in the story. Um, <laughs> uh, but but regardless, like, I think, honestly, when it comes down to it, he's got one of the coolest, if not best looking Flash costumes or, or speedster costumes that we've ever seen.
1: Yeah, you know, it's it's a total package, right? It's, you know, you can have a great story and a crappy costume and you can have, you know, a, a, a great costume and a crappy story. But, you know, he's got a cool costume and a cool story. And so it's like, you know, you get this total package of a villain. And so, you know, that's uh, definitely why he's he's up there as far as fan favorites go, like you said. Yeah, but yeah it's. And I don't know, it's, yeah, it's just kind of a shame. Like, I I figured if at any point you're just going to, like, introduce some freak of the week kind of guy who also got some Velocity 9 and, uh, uh, you know, do that, then sure, do that. But, like, it was a weird decision for me to have him in this episode as a, as a freak of the week kind of thing.
0: Yeah. Okay. So I will, I will say this, I mean like, you know, we'll, we'll put, so that, that I just want to like acknowledge that criticism because we've seen the tweets, we've seen a lot of the discussion points, even in the, the live chat tonight, there's been some uh, comments already, uh, Vincent and, um, uh, let's see some other, other folks, uh, uh, Desherio mentioned kind of, you know, the, the feeling that the character of Godspeed has been wasted. I, I would say, let's not say wasted. Um, this was not, you know, despite naming the episode Godspeed, despite the fact that this is the first showcase showcasing of this character. Uh, and, and despite the fact that, you know, by the end of it, you know, he ain't going to be a rush hour three, <laughs> uh, he is still a speedster, and we really don't know much about his origin story other than just in this one episode he was trying to get V9 because clearly at this point in his timeline, he's requiring it to access, well, to attempt to access the speed force. But I, I still think that there is a possibility to unpack this character in later episodes and later seasons, and he doesn't have to be from the future. You know what I mean? Like He does not have to be from the future. There There may be that he's from... It could be he's from an alternate Earth. There's there's a lot of different ways that could potentially reopen the story of Godspeed and, and kind of dig in deeper. And I have a feeling based on the backlash that they're receiving for how they utilize the character. I would not be surprised if we don't see uh, a, a more deeper exploration into Godspeed in the future. Plus, it's just a cool costume. You don't spend that kind of time let, making that costume look that good and just like cast him aside. Yeah. Yeah. It's I,
1: I wonder if it was one of those things where it's like, ah, Gatsby looks like a pretty neat character we could throw in and maybe either didn't know or didn't realize the uh um uh, fan support behind that character
0: no i i disagree man i think it's actually they knew this fan support behind the character which is one of the reasons why they wanted to use him at this point in time this is a pivotal moment for this season we've been on hiatus for several 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 weeks we've also the this is we're, we're going to the future whenever we time travel for the extent of time that we time traveled in this episode it's a big deal uh, there's a lot of unpacking of what's going on. It was a return to Eobard Thawne. This, I think that honestly, they dangled the character out as kind of a carrot to further people's, or to further an attempt to get people to kind of return to the show, uh, especially kind of those initial fan uh, Flash fans who may have dropped off, uh, you know, somewhere around season three. I, like, I, I think it was a very strategic move, but I think it's one that they maybe didn't play out as well as they were hoping to
1: well yeah i mean you know that's that's the thing right you know yeah we're going to use this character because a lot of people like it and then we're going to criminally underutilize the character uh (laughs) that's not a way to get people you know happy and coming back watching your show
0: (laughs) well well let's put godspeed to the side uh or at least we'll put the controversy to the side because i want to talk about this this is this this episode there was a lot of discussion by Nora and her friends, and then also kind of a showcasing in the flash museum of the colors of lightning. Now, you know, if you've been listening to this podcast for any stretch, you know, that we are, we've spent some time contemplating what the meaning behind lightning could be. Uh, And kind of, you know, ascribing different meanings or or kind of unpacking them. And so what I found so fascinating is that we got a chance to see a speedster and a different color lightning, but it played directly into something that we've seen before, which is blue lightning. Now, as kind of a refresher, the way that we have kind of seen things in the past is that yellow lightning implies a pure connection to the speed force, or in fact, a generating of the speed force. So this is why you see Barry and Wally specifically, they are able to, uh, you know, when, when you see that lightning around them, it's not just that they're connected to the speed force, they're also generating the speed force. Uh, and there's, there's kind of a deep connection, a pure connection, if you will, to the speed force in that way. Then you also have the blue lightning which is often kind of connected to not actively, uh, uh, well, kind of a fake connection to the speed force, or if not a fake connection, then an outright rejection from the speed force. A synthetic connection. Yes, a synthetic connection, but ultimately it it ends up leading to rejection as we've seen in the past. And, and, you know, Speedsters literally being ripped apart by the blue lightning because they were trying to do, they were trying to connect to something that just, they did not have a connection to synthetic or otherwise. Then you've got red lightning, which uh, based on what we've seen, and to some extent we're kind of projecting here, but but we believe that the red lightning is a connection to the negative speed force. And so it requires there to be speed force, you know, as speed force is generated, uh, the reverse of that is also generated in the negative speed force. And that red lightning is a connection to that negative speed force. And then finally, there's the purple lightning, which we've kind of seen as almost like a, a familiar, uh, and I mean that in a family type of sense, connection to the speed force. So it's almost like the speed force is recognizing this person as a not just a speedster, or maybe not even a speedster, but somebody who has a deeper connection with the speed force. That's not necessarily, they're not generating it, but the speed force is almost gifting it to that person. So we saw this with Iris, and we see this now with kind of this relationship furthering with Nora. Nora, not just a relationship Lightning. She doesn't just have the purple Lightning. She also has yellow Lightning. So not only is she connected to the Speed Force in a relationship type status, she also is generating Speed Force herself. So she has kind of a unique Lightning that goes around that. All right. All that to say, that's kind of a (laughs) 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 little little bit of a longer refresher than I intended. Speed Force
1: Lightning 101 here on Flash TV Talk.
0: So here's my thought though. So now we get a chance to see Godspeed in the future, a future without speedsters. So there's been no Wally, there's been no Barry, there's been no speedster that is generating the speed force. And so he's utilizing the Velocity 9 as a way to gain super speed. But unlike you know um, Zolomon and other speedsters who used Velocity 9 and were able to tap into the speed force for a time before it rejected them and turned blue, Uh, there is no yellow, there is no speed force being generated to tap into. In many respects, Godspeed is in a similar fashion that Eobard was in for so many years before Barry became the Flash, right? There was no speed force for Eobard to be able to convert into negative speed force. There's no speed force for Godspeed to be able to connect into, to be able to kind of, you know, generate. So all he gets back in return is literally kind of blank lightning. This, This white lightning that uh, that isn't isn't any kind of connection to anything there because there's nothing there, but he's able still to move fast until, of course, ultimately the blue occurs and he's, he's rejected. But anyway, that was just a uh, that that was I, I wanted to kind of unpack that because I think it's brilliant whenever we get kind of an exploration of the lightning and what the lightning could potentially mean.
1: Yeah, it's interesting, though, because, you know, like uh, white can be an absence of color uh, or in like, you know, physics, like white light is a combination of all colors. Mm uh, and I, I don't have anything to, to go into that, like as, as far as the lightning thing here, because I, I think it's an absence of speed force, which, you know, um uh, that's why it's it, it, it's like clear, I guess. It's it's tra- yeah. yeah. <laughs> but uh, I, I was trying to like draw some sort of a physics analogy, but it it, it, <laughs> it, it failed miserably.
0: <laughs> well, and it, it is it's it's interesting too because like you know in in the comics, and we always kind of get whenever we talk about this, we always get some some pushback from from emails and and kind of the acknowledgement that in the comics, generally the color scheme of the lightning implies the the speed at which the speedster is achieving. That does not appear to be the case in the show. And we see this specifically because Barry has constantly increased his speed, matching and then surpassing the villain up until you know now when he's faster than he ever has been and yet his lightning has been consistent throughout regardless of the other speed you know the other speed the other villains were getting so regardless of how it's portrayed in the comics clearly there is something different at play when it comes to the television series
1: yeah I feel like that's that's the case it it seems as if they're using the colors uh to differentiate between characters or like we're saying uh the, the source by which they uh can tap into the speed force or or steal from it, you know, with the velocity Nine stuff and whatnot.
0: All right. I kind of feel bad, man. We kind of went really high concept early on in the show (laughs) and we try not to do that. So I apologize up front. Let's talk about the relationships going on here because there is a lot of emotion packed into this episode. Um, You know, we see Nora losing her friend in her arms. We see kind of her world crumbling around her. We see the betrayal uh, that we had heard about with her discovering the dampener that's in her, her body that her mom put in there. We see this kind of friend relationship between her and Iris in the future. We see kind of a, an, an older Iris and a younger Iris at odds with each other. Uh, and Iris really kind of goes on a bit of a journey as she's hearing her daughter's story and she's realizing, you know, she, she's taking ownership for the actions that she has yet to even do. You know what I mean? Like she's almost combating her future self. Yeah. Yeah. That That's really, and see, this is, this is what's interesting too. It's like, what is that
1: going to do to the future? Like if Iris now is like, I'm not going to do any of that stuff. But future Iris does, I don't know, man. Yeah. It's, but she's sitting there going, nah, I was wrong in the future. So I'm not going to do that now. And she's, you know, reconciling, like you said, reconciling, uh, actions she hadn't even done yet. It's like minority report or something. It's,
0: (laughs) (laughs) well, she takes, she takes the initiative and she does what needed to be done at the beginning, which is, you know, what instead of reading her diary, why don't we hear it from her? Let's hear her story. I'm gonna go in there. and and, you know, she's she's cautious about this. She's not going in blind. She even says specifically, you know, don't make me regret this. So she knows that she is taking a chance by letting Nora out of the cell because as we discussed last episode, and I I, st- I firmly believe this all the way throughout, even into the end of this episode, Barry is completely justified in what he is doing. He was justified in putting her in prison at the end of last episode and not to get ahead of ourselves but Barry is also completely justified in taking her and bringing her back to the future.
1: I agree. It, oh, <laughs> I thought you were going to push back on that one. No, it's, I, it's, it's one of those things where I don't think that he, that he wants to, it's just that he, she doesn't understand Eobard like he does. And so the safest place for her right now, or the safest place for them right now is for her to be back in the future because, she has no idea what kind of plans or machinations or whatever Eabart has been utilizing and, and, and performing through her. Right.
0: That's right. That's exactly right.
1: Yeah. And, and, and so it, it's a real crappy situation for Barry to be in. And it sucks. But like, I think he made the right call there in that, like, look, you don't know what you're doing. I know this guy and it sucks really bad, but who knows what damage you've already done because of what he's told you to do. And so for everybody's sake, you just got to go back to the future.
0: Well, let me be clear about something. I'm not saying he made the right call. I'm saying that he's justified in doing what he did. Two very different things here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, like, you know, we we obviously we have the benefit of being viewers. We see the you know perspective of everybody involved, and so you know, especially just it's heart wrenching because we get that that kind of uh, I I don't know that that last message in a bottle that Barry gives to Nora before he goes off and dies or disappears in the crisis, right? And so it's this heart gut wrenching moment of you know this this girl and it it goes back to the first time we saw her who just wants to see her dad yeah she just wants to see her dad this dad that she's really never known and and on top of this she's finding out like you know oh you know it wasn't just that he's your father he was also your your hero your superhero and he died saving you know the universe and everything else and and so there's so much emotion and all this girl wants to do is be like in the presence of her daddy and to cut directly from that to bury like her father grabbing her and sending her back to, you know, back home, so to speak. Back to the future. And basically saying, Yeah, we we can <laughs> never like I never want to see you again. That is cold, man. That is hard. Yeah, it, <laughs> and, it was an interesting transition, but I don't think
1: he was saying I never want to see you again. I I, I <sighs> he said you can't come back again.
0: I like he's like, if you come back again, I'll feel it in the speed force. He's he's basically he's shutting her down, man. He's shutting her out and Doing so at a very, very vulnerable time for her right now. It was, it was a bad decision. <laughs> and, I don't know. And
1: I on feel top like that's of more of that, a dad thing, like where where he's saying, you know, oh, you you got to go up to your room, and I'll know if you leave. When it's
0: different though, you know, this is different because it's not just like because at some point, you never felt like, her travel in the Speed Force before well you know what i see what you're saying like he's overstating what he can he's overstating actually- <laughs> what he can actually do because he's
1: like a dad and he's right. like yeah yeah yeah. you know if you don't if you don't eat all of your broccoli the elf on the shelf is going to tell santa claus you know like it's it's <laughs> that, that, that's that's what i pulled away from that i was like oh come on barry you you couldn't feel her traveling through back through time previously uh, what no you, you can't feel it now you're just you're just she a dad doesn't know any better yeah 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 yeah, yeah exactly she didn't know any better ibar's not taught her all that kind of stuff and so he's just yeah he's just being a dad saying you know hoping that that uh she won't call his bluff and i feel like she's going to and uh she's going to come back and she's going to to do something to uh and she's going to do it she's not going to do that out of because she's mad at her dad she's going to do it because she's going to find some way to help protect them or something like that
0: okay so so hmm It's, it's interesting, right? Like it'll be interesting to see how it goes. I mean, regardless of whether, I mean, you know, she has the power, she has the ability, she can go back anytime she wants to. And even if Barry does, you know, let's say that Barry wasn't bluffing and he's got the ability to kind of sense that she's on her way it's not going to stop her ability to actually enter into the present. But I think it's more of the emotional wall that was put up right then and there, right? Like it's, it's kind of this, this, all she wanted again was to be with her father and her father kind of casts her out. You know, he he, uh, cast you out, take our power, you know, in the (laughs) full Odin sense. Um, and you know, what, what is great is that we actually get a chance, not just to see Barry do this and kind of drop her off in the future, but he goes to Eobard, which I was not expecting that confrontation, this episode, like I, this, I, we, 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 you know, we talked about Godspeed. Yeah. They should have done better things for that. Throw that aside. This episode was fantastic. Like we got things in this episode. I had no earthly the idea were coming. And that confrontation, that standoff between Barry and Eobard at the very tail end, when he's like, you know, my daughter, he's like yelling at Eobard. And it's, and unfortunately this is where Barry's being an idiot. He doesn't realize that Eobard's still playing him.
1: Oh yeah, of course. And and um and you were saying you never saw that coming. I I, I I'm I'm jealous because I watched on the CW app this afternoon, uh which is what I normally have to do. And yeah. that's the clip. Eobard. Oh, you're kidding. That, me. Yeah, Eobard it, well, standing behind the glass and Barry standing on the other side. That's the clip they used for the episode header, and I was like, oh well, I guess Barry is going to the future. Uh (laughs)
0: Dang. The CW app is failing left and right this season. That's terrible, Uh, man. No, that, yeah, that was a total. I was not spoiled on that at all. Like I was literally just like jaw dropped. I could not believe they were doing this. Uh, and that, that even he would take that chance because Barry going to Eobard is a vulnerability. Like he's so upset with the way that this has been, this kind of all came together. And I think he feels so betrayed. He feels betrayed by Nora. He feels, um, violated i think i think i think is probably the best word to say it he feels violated by eobard invading his family like this and utilizing his his daughter against him uh and and tearing apart a relationship that that's you know this this beautiful thing that we've gotten this entire season you're tearing Um, me (laughs) apart (laughs) eobard It's, it was fantastic. It was absolutely fantastic. Eobard still clearly has something at play. We still don't know what it is. It's interesting that because we got so much time in the future, we didn't get any time in the present. There was no mention really of Cicada or Cicada Jr.
1: Thankfully. Cicada,
0: rather. Yeah, I mean, this it wouldn't have fit. It was in so this episode. refreshing to
1: not have that in there.
0: Yeah. Um Daniel Panabaker despite being the director also decided not to give Caitlin anything to do this episode. <laughs> I mean don't get me wrong nobody in Team Flash did. This was Nora's episode. Yeah, it, really it was, was yeah, it was about the future, it wasn't about, you know, anything else. But I did, I did kind of when I was thinking through kind of the Rolodex of characters and I was like, and once again, Killer Frost didn't do anything, but she was directing, <laughs> you know, as opposed to uh, freaking Tom Kavanaugh, who like writes himself in as 12 different characters yeah. <laughs> in his episode. Yeah. But I mean, you know, yeah, this,
1: I think this was, this was, uh, that's the thing though. Cause like Tom Cavanaugh, when he did his first uh, episode directing, oh, I can't remember, but he's done several.
0: His, well, yeah, but they, so they gave him episode 100.
1: Yeah, but he, I, I think, Our, I think he had yeah, done a couple right. before. I don't know, but I did, I think this was, yeah, it, it was such a really, you know, it was a well-written episode. It was really tight and Danielle just did an excellent job with it. I think, you know, this is, yeah, yeah. It, it.
0: So many great yeah. scenes, you know, we mentioned, of course, obviously the, the, uh, the crime scene and the callback to the pilot. There was also the, the slamming, the, the super speed going directly into the, the back of the truck and the hand vibrations and everything. We actually got a chance to see. Yeah. We (laughs) forgot about that one. Yeah. That's, that's good. That's good. So yeah. So a lot of little, a lot of little touches. Uh, They clearly, uh, they clearly did their homework when they were putting this one together. So anyway, fantastic episode. But here's the thing, man. This episode, because we got so much time travel, as whenever we do, uh, there's also questions that kind of come into that. And deeper questions like that, despite the fact that we did that kind of high concept lightning conversation at the tail end, when it comes to time travel discussion, we like to save that a little bit later in the episode for a segment we like to call
2: Speedster Speculation.
0: Belle, we got a chance to see Nora's past in this episode. Yes? Her future past. Well, our future, her past. Yes. And we have learned that because of things that are going on in the present, the past is actively changing. Now, remind me, because this is where I've been kind of struggling a little bit. Have we established or can we safely assume that the events taking place in the present is actively having impact on Nora's past to the extent that she now has memories of a past impacted by her actions in the present? I'm going to say
1: no. I'm gonna say okay. that none of the stuff she's doing now has been solidified. Interesting. Um. Well, some of it has to be because the cicada. Well, yeah. Because it's a different cicada. Yeah, it's, it's stuff. I, but like, we we've not seen her recall anything differently, or like. Uh. uh but
0: didn't we though in like the whole memory thing? Because she was seeing Kid Kata and wasn't the idea that Kid Kata didn't exist? I thought. See, I in in the, in the memory episode when she was inside Kata's brain, I just
1: thought that was like a construct that her brain created like uh
0: no, no 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 remember she was at the flash museum and she was seeing a news report or maybe she was somewhere else but she was hearing or seeing a news report about oh, cicada returning
1: like, yeah she's like oh that's weird cicada didn't return. Right. um
0: which but this was pulling specifically from her own memory
1: yeah but it, so i feel like it's 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 only the stuff that's revolving around cicada that's really changed right i mean
0: Okay. 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 Well, here's, here's the thing though. Cause we know, we know that when a speedster from the future makes changes to the past or to their past in our present, that that impacts them immediately, or when changes to that speedsters past are enacted in the present, it has ramifications for that future speedster who exists in the present. Okay. So I'm talking, I'm thinking very specifically of Savitar because we saw Savitar Barry, gaining memories of things they were actively doing. Yeah. In fact, they had to keep things from Barry so that Savitar wouldn't remember them since he is a future iteration of Barry Allen. So that being the case would not it stand to reason that Nora's memories and the way in which, you know, I guess, yeah, Nora's memories are basically Live updates based on what's happening in the present. Well, see,
1: it's, a, it's a different thing with Savitar, though. Savitar comes back to where there is a a present berry so it's Savitars in the future, and then present berry's here. So I tell present berry something, future Savitar knows it. It's different in this mm. case because Nora's coming back. There is no present Nora, so I couldn't tell present Nora something, and then future Nora would know it. It's all future okay. Nora, so it it kind of like merges that down. So it could be the case where but that's the thing though right so if if future nor comes back right i tell future Nora something and of course she's going to remember it because i told it to her while she was in the past so she remembers it right then and there it's 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 a different scenario it's not like she's gaining memories she's actively yeah. forming memories just like any other human would because she's living okay, those okay, events but, uh,
0: she lived those events
1: yeah whereas like savatar did not live those events so i tell barry no, he. But he did
0: live those events,
1: right? But it. But it, it's. It's like a. You know, in Looper, you've seen Looper, right?
0: I have not seen Looper. No.
1: Okay. Well, so in Looper, it's. It, it's a similar kind of concept where, like, one of the characters like cuts his arm. Uh, the, the past version of the character cuts his arm, and a scar appears on the on the on the future version.
0: Yeah, and we've seen that here as well, right? They they scratch something on the time thing, and it impacts the other one. Yeah, that's there.
1: But like, it, if you're looking at it from the frame of reference of the thing that just magically grows the scar, they didn't have that memory previously. And then they get it. Whereas like with Nora, Nora comes back and she cuts herself. The the effect would be the same as if anybody else cut themselves. It's not like she.
0: Okay. No, 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 That's not what I'm, I hear what you're saying, but that's not necessarily what I'm saying. What I'm saying is that she's actively making changes to her past, right? Like we, we hear uh, when they're kind of breaking down all the different kinds of lightning and everything. They talk about that purple speedster that was there for a little while and then just kind of disappeared. I was under the impression they were talking no, about Iris.
1: Nora. Iris, if you remember, was a speedster for a short oh, period of time. Oh, interesting.
0: Yeah. yeah, I
1: mean, well that was like for like a day. Does that count? Well, yeah, but cuz they didn't say purple and yellow. They said purple. And it's very specific yeah, that they did say purple Iris's that. lightning was just purple and that Nora's is
0: purple interesting. and yellow. Interesting. Yeah. You know, when she was talking to Gideon and Gideon said, you know, uh, you are the daughter of, uh, you know, Iris West and Barry Allen, uh, also known as the Flash. And that was kind of her big aha moment. I would have put, I, I, I thought that she had put two and two together before that and knew that her dad was a Flash. I thought that she was reacting, learning that she was the Flash, that, you know, in, in the past she would, you know, become another flash yeah
1: no that that was shocking uh, to me as well i thought the reason why she spent all the time in the flash museums because she knew that barry allen was her was 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 the flash and 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 was obviously her dad i had no idea that she just just like really liked the flash and then all of a sudden also found out that barry allen was the flash like that was a huge shock to me
0: Uh, i thought they had kind of unveiled that before in a previous episode but okay so here's my thing though i I I I am operating under the understanding that her past and memories are actually being updated by the changes that are happening to the timeline. And I'm also of the mindset, too, that at this point in time, she's made enough changes that her relationship with Iris should have changed if it was going to change.
1: Here, here's, here's why I think her memories aren't being updated. Okay. Uh, she, up, time is being updated. Her memories are not. Yep. Because like like we said earlier, when she goes to the Flash Museum, she sees the thing, she doesn't remember that there was
0: another cicada. She goes, wait a second. But she has to. Those are her memories she's in. She's literally in her own mind.
1: Oh yeah, she was in her own mind.
0: Yeah, like I get what you're saying from a consciousness standpoint, like, but I think that goes into the whole like like source code stuff, right? Like Eobard was been has been training her as a way to start seeing the timelines changing. And we know that, you know, the timeline has changed, that there's a new timeline breaking through. Um, Now, I will grant you this, because of the source code and because of the journaling and because they're actively reading her journal, it's possible they're reading the notes from before the timeline changed. And so we are going based off of her original memories and timeline before, you know, deeper changes take Mm -hmm. place. That's one way to look at it. Here's the other way, though. I would be all for the notion that even after everything that occurs, that her future is actually still the same, that Iris actually still makes the same decisions in the future. You know what I mean? I don't know, man. I don't think she does. I don't know. She's got to raise. Like I'm I'm telling you, look, I got a, I got a six year old and a four year old man. Like if they had super speed, come on, (laughs) I, I might make the same. I might make the same decisions, especially if she doesn't have you know, a, a super, a, a, speedster, uh, you know, a parent to, to help parents in that situation. Well, be, and so yeah. it, it makes a lot of sense that she might act like, you know, Barry even says back when they discovered that she did this and yeah, like again, Nora justified in the way that she reacted to it. I'm still saying, I think actually Iris still might be justified in making the same decisions that okay, she makes. Well,
1: well uh, yeah, I, I can see her still putting the, the, uh, uh speed inhibitor thing on her but i i don't see her lying to her about it i see her saying hey we we put a speech inhibitor in you because you're a child and children should not
0: have the powers of gods uh (laughs) so yeah i gotta tell you though man like everybody goes into parenting like thinking they're gonna do things a certain way and you just don't know it see see i would just sedate my children until they're 18 and then move them out (laughs) of my house (laughs) there it is there it is Uh, but anyway, so we'll, we'll see where it, where it all kind of comes together. I do like, you know, I don't want to get into spoiler territory, but, um, you know, getting the kind of immediate reactions that we got in the teaser for next episode and the way that Iris uh, reacts to the fact that Barry just yanked your daughter out of the present and sent her back to the future, and she's like, "Uh, we didn't talk about this. I didn't get a chance to say goodbye to her. Um, I'm trying to like, you know, and realizing that Barry screwed up again. Barry justified in what he did, but still not exactly the right thing to do. Like he didn't. Do Barry the doesn't right do thing. the right thing. What <laughs> is it a Tuesday? Well. So- uh- <laughs> <laughs> Here's the thing on that, because I saw a lot of people bashing Barry because of his decision. And I mean, like I felt it too. But the reality is, what's different about this type of decision, and I would say all season, is that in the past, Barry doing the wrong thing feels stupid and forced for the sake of plot. This season, that's not been the case. Barry doing the wrong thing has been the justifiable like thing to do. And I understand why he did it it doesn't it's not to force plot it actually makes a lot of sense from his perspective
1: yeah Um, i i I think i think he he's doing what he thinks yeah absolutely it's totally justified and but i I still feel like he's falling right into eabart's hands like uh
0: Oh, yeah. absolutely. One hundred percent. Like, that's a thing. He's he's waltzing around at the end of it like, oh, I stopped you. and I'm glad you're going to die. Now I'm just going to leave this room here. Like, yeah. come on, Barry. Come yeah. on, Barry. You know who you're dealing with. That's why you're doing all of this stuff anyway. You realize that he's that yeah. good.
1: And and so I, I think, yeah, Barry's justified. Did he make the right call? I don't know. It could be like for the reasons I stated earlier, like maybe, you know, like he knows that. Barry knows that Eobard is manipulating Nora. He doesn't know mm-hmm. to the extent at which, and he also doesn't know the best way to handle that. So for him, the best way for him to, to uh, mitigate Eobard's damage is to put Nora back in the future. And that's probably exactly what Eobard wanted him to do, but, uh, he doesn't know that. And we don't know that. And so, I don't know, it's, it's, it's the the wrong decision that he made here was not taking her back to the future. It was not discussing it with Iris there. There, and there's a big difference there, uh, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And,
0: yeah, that's, it, um, that's gonna, that, I'm looking forward to that playing out again. I don't want to talk about spoiler territory, but there's one scene in particular of somebody getting in something to go do a thing. And I'm like, Oh yes. Like, well, that's exactly what this person would do in this situation. And I cannot wait to yeah, see it. Yeah, I know exactly what you're
1: out. talking about. I've not seen any, uh, any trailers for the next episode. So <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, there, you go. there you go. I don't I didn't mean to spoil it. I just say it, man. Yeah. It's going
1: to be great. Um no, that, that that totally makes sense. Uh and I yeah, yeah. That's going to be cool to see. <laughs> I'll just say that much.
0: I know. I know. I can't wait.
1: Hey guys, this is Chad Broke and you are listening to Flash TV Talk.
2: Your thoughts, your, your comments. comments. Listener, Listener feedback. feedback.
0: All right, man, we got some uh, great listener feedback this episode. We uh, Let's see, William K. What did William K. have to say? Oh, uh, that is a big one. Let's see here.
1: I realize that viewers love Easter eggs, name drops, and callbacks. This episode had all three in abundance. Unfortunately, writers will often sacrifice story to wink at the audience. Uh, they overdid the callbacks in the plot and the similarities of Barry and Nora getting their powers. They both ran into open laundry trucks. Nora's friend likes to name uh, metas and choose red candy like Cisco,
0: but she's terrible at it, so it's not. Yeah, the that same was that thing. was
1: that was a you know a, a winking. Yeah, she's like yeah, the anti Cisco. <laughs> yeah, come on, writers, lay off the low hanging fruit. As a comic, some would say. She's the
0: reverse. Sorry. Go ahead.
1: (laughs) Oh, yeah. Uh, Come on, writers. Lay out the low hanging fruit. As a comics reader, it's frustrating to see major flash villains uh, presented with little backstory and underwhelming motivation. Also, this was Godspeed, a burgeoning and powerful rogue. XX defeated him before the 40 minute mark. Truly invested producers would have made this story into a two episode arc. CW Emmys to Gustin and Kennedy for great acting in their final scene. Uh, I can actually believe Nora and Barry are father and daughter, yeah. even though they are virtually the same <laughs> age. Isn't that which, amazing? I, I, I think, I think, and I may be, I may be incorrect on this, but I think Kennedy is older than Gustin. I think she is. Yeah. I think she's like my age and Grant's a couple years younger than me.
0: Yeah. No, but like anyway, dynamic. They, they, it they oh yeah How no for acting. sure acting
1: try harder next time to award uh or try harder next time to award the makeup department the only difference between 2019 and iris and 25 years in the future iris is gray streaks in her hair hey that's just that's just skin regiment baby that's like <laughs> that's good jeans. that's <laughs> yeah look at no, joe I, I the, look look at look at yeah. look at joe joe's you know <laughs> i thought the same thing though I, I was like there there were a couple little wrinkles by her eye that they put in there and and the hair was a big thing but like just the old know, bark maybe, go
0: maybe, ahead and Pull up Jesse L. Mark and, and and rent and and throw him up next to the mo- like the most recent episode of The Flash. Same dude, one hundred percent didn't <laughs> age at all. Like, come on, this is this. Yeah,
1: yeah. There's there's lots of actors that don't age. So uh, anyway, I, I I digress again. Uh, <laughs> uh, let's see here. When Barry abandoned Nora in the future in a deserted city center at night, uh, I said, Barry, do you want Nora to become a supervillain? Because that's how you turn your child <laughs> into a supervillain william william yeah dude uh oh man yeah absolutely like uh, uh i really agree with your point on godspeed i i happen to like the easter eggs i thought that was a kind of neat little parallel yeah, little do. throwback uh uh you know that they did there but but you're absolutely right on the notion with with godspeed like i i feel like you could take another uh it doesn't even have to be a character from the comics it could be somebody else you know just somebody you make up whatever but uh yeah, you know, uh, I don't know too much about Godspeed, but I, I think it would have been interesting to get a little bit deeper into like you know who he is and what his motivations are hmm. and all those kinds of things. Um, and and so that would be although he's not dead, we 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 know he's not dead. We talked about this earlier, so he may be coming back. Well,
0: we'll see. no, he 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 ain't gonna be in rush hour. Three man, he, he I think he I think he died. I'm just saying that I think we'll see an earlier iteration of the character.
1: No, no, they they um uh, uh Nora's friend said that they uh, Leah said that they captured him.
0: Oh, okay, I, I missed that part then. Okay, I guess he is going to be. No, in I'm Rush sorry, Hour Leah 3. didn't say that because Leah was dead.
1: Yeah, uh, she did, said she it. Died. Somebody. It
0: must have been her boss. Yeah, I think it was her boss. Yeah, yeah. Okay, all right. So apparently that. he will be in Rush Hour Three. That is my bad. That is my bad. <laughs> Godspeed for Rush Hour Three. Yeah. Okay. So great, <laughs> great <feedback laughs> with him. Uh man. Yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah I'm same with Bell. Sorry, I didn't like the episode, but uh, glad to to have your thoughts on the show. Um, although, like you said, I mean, even in the midst of some frustrating decisions that you may have had with the episode, I mean, you cannot deny the amazing acting uh, that, yeah. we, that we got last night is incredible, uh, man. Next up is Christy. What did Christy have to say?
1: Greetings. There are two things I really loved about this episode. One, we finally got the real answer as to why Nora idolized him and loved Barry so much at the beginning of the season. Uh, it was also that heart wrenching. Uh, it was it was that heart wrenching video. I mean, who wouldn't after watching that, especially after uh, especially since he didn't keep her speed a secret? uh two they managed to make me feel sorry for barry eobard and nora all at the same Man, time really good. Yes, yeah. right right <laughs> yeah. yeah really good writing seeing eobard getting tortured was rough although i still think he's planning something nefarious considering he never looks rattled even with a ticking death clock i think nora's big mistake was continuing to visit eobard after she found out he killed barry's mom that's kind of unforgivable if you're barry yeah. Christy completely agree. It, the, the, the torture thing, it's like, yeah, Eobard's a bad guy and stuff, but like, you're going to, you're going to torture him like that. Uh, I don't know. That, that's, that's not cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That doesn't make you any better than the villains. If you're, if you're torturing your prisoners uh, in, in my opinion, but um, yeah. And then, so you feel bad for Barry because you don't know what Eobard's done to
0: poison her. And then like, you feel bad for Nora. Cause she just wants, to,
1: she just wants to see her dad. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know it's interesting like we didn't talk about that but they're doing something to eobard and it might be that the torture has to do with the way in which they're trying to kill him maybe it's because he's a speedster so that like the process is it becomes more painful and they're they're almost killing him with himself uh or like overloading him with the negative speed force who knows but um yeah no, that's what a great observation yeah i mean like even eobard it was hard, <laughs> it was hard not to feel sorry for him in, in the midst of this episode because of that um yeah you know oh and, yeah. and you know we
1: all, we didn't mention this earlier but like yeah the, the countdown definitely was an execution we were we were kind of wondering what the countdown was mm-hmm. and it was definitely an execution i at at the, at the first i had a really interesting idea that when the guard brought nora in and said you have five minutes right right yeah the, the clock and she was doing all of this within that five minutes and i thought that had been really neat um but Alas, it's not what they were doing. No,
0: I thought the exact same thing too. I think we we and I was like, how cool would that be? <laughs> During the live tweet, I think we had a couple of different folks that were kind of jumping on that bandwagon. But um,
1: but yeah, thank you, Christy. That's excellent feedback. Totally agree. Uh, it's it's it's. Whew. Yeah, that was a, it was a gut wrencher there. You know, the,
0: the emotion of it too. I was I, over the, over the hiatus. Um, I'll just I'll be, get a little personal here for a second. Like over the hiatus, I lost my grandfather. Um, he passed away a couple weeks ago and uh, man, I got the honor to eulogize him at his funeral. And, uh, just a, just a great guy. I was, I was looking back actually at, at images of him when he was around my age and just the, the stark similarity between the two of us. We look very, very similar.
1: Yes. You look almost identical.
0: Yeah. It's kind of crazy, but I was just, I was thinking about it after, I think it was probably after the funeral, we had kind of a family party and we were looking at photos and everything. And, you know, I was just thinking, I, I was like, you know how, <laughs> you know, just kind of, I wish I could be Barry Allen. Like, I wish I could just run back in time briefly and just spend a few moments with my grandfather you know like him when he was younger or even just him before he kind of started to lose it near the the age and just just to kind of just be with him and sit there and just like even though he's dead share in those moments like get that little taste one more time of of that relationship and you know the desire to do that for speedsters uh you know if you if you kind of if you take that concept and take that that reality right that real desire that we feel of loss if we've lost somebody and you kind of take that in this kind of fantastic, uh, you know, supernatural realm of, you know, the speedster who has the opportunity to basically do that whenever they want and, and probably wants to do it constantly. Barry constantly wants to go back and see his mom. Iris constantly, or uh, Nora constantly wants to go back and see her dad like this, or she will now that she, she's had this and she's kind of gotten that. And even as Barry allowed this season, For that relationship to kind of occur and develop, and spend that time with his daughter, like I think it—it was just kind of this further reminder of the danger at play when they do this. Um, And that's that's a pretty powerful temptation. Anyway, I just uh, it it occurred to me during the hiatus as I was kind of going through that that personal thing that that you know I, I wish that I had that, and then for these kind of fictional characters that have that ability, how much how much stronger that desire is because they actually have it, and yet they have to deny themselves that. So it'll be interesting to see how that plays out for Nora in the coming episodes as she deals with the fact that she's been cut off from the present or so it would seem. Man. Finally, we got an iTunes review in from banana and D Uh, now this is great. This is a five-star review, but I think banana and D just really wanted to share their thoughts on the cure, which I know (laughs) wasn't in this episode, but bell, what did banana and D have to say?
1: Uh, They write cure. There's no reason they shouldn't cure any meta who is using their powers to do bad things. It'd be like not taking a gun from a criminal. It could be used for good, but if that's not how they're using it, then they don't deserve it. Five stars. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, it's, it, it, see, that's, that's the interesting thing about, about, uh, bringing the cure into a season where you have meta tech. Because all of these people, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't think we've seen a single meta this season who didn't have meta tech powers. And so it's, it's, it's like the, 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 the metas from the original, you know, the, the first season and stuff like that. Uh, there's a lot more of an argument about not using the, uh, the cure on them because it's a genetic thing that they're born with. Huh? Yes. The particle accelerator activated it. But in this case, it's like, <laughs> maybe
0: they, they you, you, maybe you find a, maybe she's born do it. I was the, uh, you know, maybe she's born with it. Maybe it's metagene Yeah.
1: <laughs> maybe it's mad attack yeah <laughs> but yeah you know in this case you find a, you know your your cell phone gets hit by a piece of satellite shrapnel and all of a sudden you can control billboards right. like uh eh, you know i i think that's that's kind of the equivalent of
0: like the news is what i tweet <laughs> yeah and they weren't all this winners this season i don't mean to imply that they were yeah yeah
1: but it, it is it is an interesting discussion uh to be had and um yeah it's it's you know like, because uh, vigilantism example is a quote good thing, but it breaks the law, so it is also bad. And it so, can be a bad thing. It on can be yeah. Called. So so like is you know you going above uh, above and beyond the law to to uh, bring a bad guy into the police station? Is that yes, good? You got the guy off the street, but it's also bad because you're breaking the laws to do so, and then they won't be able to like prosecute the person. You know, so stuff like that. So. Uh, It's yeah. It it is a very interesting discussion, and I and I would. Uh, not on this podcast because I'm sure you guys probably don't want to hear me talk for (laughs) forever about about all that kind of stuff. But anyway, yes, we really do appreciate your feedback, especially the five-star review. Thank
0: you. Hey, if you've never written us a five-star review, go on over to iTunes and do it. It is a great thing to do. It'll make your day all that more shiny and wonderful by heading over to iTunes, looking for flash TV talk and write us a review. Even if you don't listen to the show on iTunes, it's a great way to help out the show. And Hey, if you like helping out the show, we need you to do so. Head over to patreon.com slash TV talk, where you too can also support the show and get some great things. Like for example, at the end of the season, Bell will be shipping out, or I guess I'll be shipping out the wonderful art from Bell of Sherlock or Sherlock (laughs) Wells riding a baby giraffe. That's right. Mm-hmm. That's a print you never knew you wanted, and now you do, and you can get it by helping support the show. So head over to Patreon. I've been doing some uh, test sketches. Slash TV Talk. I can't wait to see those, man. Uh, oh, it's going to be fun. Also, you can follow us throughout the week. You can follow us at Flash TV Talk or our personal accounts. I'm at The Real Bo York, and bell is at Ring That Bell.
1: But if 280 characters isn't enough to express your love for our show, feel free to email us at flash at That's P-O-D-A-S-T-E-R-Y dot com.
0: We're broadcasting the shows live on the Wednesdays following each episode of The Flash. You can join us at facebook.com slash flash tv talk.
1: And as always, special thanks to Charlie Bach. You can listen to the rest of his awesome stuff at soundcloud.com
0: slash Charlie Bach. Shout out to the TV Talk Fam, tvtalk.fm. Great TV talking podcast there for all your TV talking needs. Uh, and I, you want a little extra TV talk this week? Stick around after the music. We got a little something for you with some Thrones TV talk, some Game of Thrones TV talk uh, after the uh, after the break. So uh, or after the <laughs> after the music. So until next time, we'll be back in a flash. All right, man. Game of Thrones TV talk. All right. We need to talk about this this episode that just occurred. Um, actually, we don't need to talk about that because that, this is not Game of Thrones TV talk. Who knows? Maybe at some point we will have a Game of Thrones TV talk. Maybe at some point we'll have a TV talk beyond of some sort mm. yeah well we like bench stuff i don't know we don't see it here's the thing this last past episode um you know it was it was a little slow for some a little fast for others it wasn't fast for anybody what, what, what overall did you like it i i did it was uh it was interesting because i
1: it's weird because i didn't think that it, i mean it looks like they're gonna be fighting the night king in the third episode
0: yeah that's that seems to be the case
1: but I, I I I could have sworn they were gonna like save that for the very end and like that was going to be the, the big finale kinda thing, you know. No,
0: man, they still got Cersei to deal with.
1: Well, right, but I figured they would deal with Cersei and then the survivors would fight the night king but it looks like they're going to fight the night king and the survivors are going to deal with cersei
0: yeah just you got to think about it from a practicality standpoint if they went south to fight cersei then that leaves the north like that leaves more sure. ground for the night king to take so he's the more immediate threat Jon snow is right hashtag Jon snow is right so i think that um they're handling it well i did not have a problem with it i i like i said like going into it i was more excited to watch game of thrones than it was the flash but i took more away from this episode of the flash than i did this episode of game of thrones just because you know, it was a lot of like refresher, I think, for a lot of folks since it's been a couple of years, which is good and important. But for someone who just finished like a you know seven season binge watch, <laughs> it's like, like all right, all right, cool, cool, yeah, cool. Um, anyway, next next episode, I'm stoked for. It. Here's my thing though. This is what I want to talk to you about and and to the good folks here on Flash TV Talk because this is. You know the theory about who the Night King is, right? Yeah, it's, it's Bran. Well, no. Hashtag Eobard is the Night King. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, how,
1: how, how did I know that somehow Eobard would make his way... Eobard's
0: the Night King! No, all right. Not really. <laughs> but kind of. No, here's the thing. Here's, here's my whole thing about this. Where do you fall on the Bran is the Night King philosophy?
1: Uh... I don't know. It's one of those things where I think like it's it's going to be because they have this like weird time travel kind of things that they do here. Uh, so Bran's going to go back, witness the guy being turned into the Night King, and he's going to step in for him and get turned into the Night King himself. So therefore, he will be the Night King. Hmm. And at that point, he can just be like, all right, I'm not going to attack you guys anymore and go back up to the north.
0: I don't think that's it, though. I here's Here's what I think. I think, yes, Bran is the Night King, but I think it goes deeper than that. I think that Bran is not just the Night King. I don't think he wargs into the guy that becomes the Night King. I think the guy that becomes the Night King is Bran. I think that Bran is going to get the ability not just to interact with the past, but I think he's going to get the ability to actually enter into the past. Well, that's what he's been doing. Well, yeah, but I mean, he hasn't like physically been present, right? Well, eh, I don't know when he was at the tower of
1: joy, he like called out to, to young. uh, that's
0: exactly right. And so we see that he's able to make like, it's not even that he's making changes to the past, like the present as it stands exists based on actions that are being done. Like he does not change Hodor. Like he can't change the past. His actions in the present are actively part of the past. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah. So what he does in the in the, uh, in the the future affects the past. It's all
0: predestined. And I think that's part of what's going on with Bran right now is that he's kind of like, he's getting down with this concept of the, the, you know, that he, he, this, this whole wheel that he's on right now, it's all predestined. And I think that we see him stepping out of reality because he is going to okay here's here's my here's my thought process i think that brand is the night king i think the night king is brand i think that brand is also the three-eyed raven i don't mean just because he became the three-eyed raven but i think that that you
1: mean like max von Sydow? Uh,
0: yeah i mean the old dude that was in the war, in the in the weirwood tree i think that that is also a future a further future version of brand i think that yeah. in brand's personal timeline he is going to grow up he's going to he's going to as a as a young three-eyed raven He is going to help fight and in some fashion redeem the Night King that is his future self. He is then going to grow into, or he's going to then go back into the past where he will grow into the man that will become the Night King. He will then be the Night King. He will then kill his future self on his path to do everything that he's planning on doing, and then be defeated by his younger self. And then that older version that is defeated is going to then go back into the past yet again to the werewood tree, where he will grow old in the roots, waiting to train his younger self. Did, did you did you follow me on that?
1: No, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Yeah, I, I think I think there's a there's a there's a get some some wires crossed there. So yeah, young brand or or or, or, or uh, uh, current brand. Where's my is white going? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs>
0: yeah, go 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 ahead, go ahead.
1: So okay, so. so the way it makes sense to me is that current brand has to defeat the Night King to become old brand to go back in time, to um you know be, become the three eyed raven in the roots so that him his young self can come get to
0: him. Well, if you but go I, if you I, go with that route, then that cuts him out from being the Night King. I think that right, right, right. So what I'm saying is that he is going to in in the present, so to speak, in, in the season eight, we're gonna see them combat the Night King, but I don't think they're gonna defeat him by killing him. I think that they're going to change him back into Brand, and that that you know, quote unquote, redeemed Brand or that human Brand, Brand, like they're going to remove the glut- Dragon Glass from him or whatever it may be, is then going to go uh, back in time or go to the Wherewood Tree, or from there, go back in time and age and become the Three Eyed Raven in the past that will be there to train his younger self, but ultimately yeah, but get killed by his. Not as Younger Self as the Night King.
1: Yeah, but what happens to uh, Current in Wheelchair at Winterfell Bran in Uh, that scenario?
0: He is going to go on to become the Night King.
1: So Current in Wheelchair Bran in Winterfell is going to go back in time to become the Night King. And then they're going to defeat the night king turn him into a regular bran again who is not in a wheelchair who is then going to now, go I think he will
0: he will be I think he actually will be in a you know wheelchair so to speak he he won't be able to walk i think he's only able to walk when he's the night king we never okay. actually saw, we, we saw him being held up against a tree but that doesn't necessarily imply that he was standing or walking and the the older version of the three-eyed raven was sitting in the tree and not moving beyond that this is true so this is where i think that night king bran Cause the night like so he basically he is going to actively go and become the Night King after he defeats himself as the Night King because he knows that the Night King must be created. Yeah. So I think he's that's the his whole deal is he's like big on this whole predestination, just like going through the motions. I'm just sitting here waiting for an old friend. I'm like a robot right now. Like like his whole mindset is that of maintaining order. And part of maintaining order is seeing this entire event of the long night through because he's responsible for it
1: yeah and i also had an idea that like you know he's also brand the builder and that he's going to go and rebuild the wall yeah
0: well i mean that's that's I've, i've heard that from time to time i mean like that could be too that you know it could be it could be yeah um
1: there's gonna be lots of interesting stuff here i think we're gonna see soon
0: i'm hoping that like we get super time traveling in this like i know that's such a high concept that like they might not go into it just because that's that's kind of hard for the average viewer to, to grasp. And well, I,
1: I hope they keep it with Bran. They don't make mm-hmm. it a thing where Bran's like, I'm going to travel through time now. And everybody's like, what? Like, I just want it to be like a thing that Bran just does. And yeah. that we get to like, you know, yeah.
0: yeah. I, you think we're going to get Sean Bean before the end of the season? Mm, I don't know. I would love that. Even if it was like Bran, like, because there was a scene in the books where Bran kind of warriors into the weirwood tree, and he sees his father cleaning his sword, and uh, and I think he calls out to him, and, and Ned kind of looks up. They made it I think the the whole thing about you know what happened at the Tower of Joy was almost an homage to what happened in the books. Oh, okay, yeah, because that's not the way it went down in the books. When he calls out to his father, it's because he sees his father sitting, and it's it's not younger version of him. It's actually you know uh, you know the Sean Bean you know, See, Sean I mean, Bean aged version yeah. of Ned.
1: Um, wait so it's it's not it's not uh, it's Sean Bean but he wasn't executed
0: well Sean it was Bean? before he was executed so like it oh, took, okay, like, okay, like okay. think about like the day before the story starts and he's like sitting oh by gotcha, gotcha
1: gotcha yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: or actually we even see a scene with him by the weirwood cleaning his sword after he executes uh, dude yeah so it might have even true. been that but anyway well alright so there you go I wanted to just share that uh, time travel theory on this show because a tv talk and b time travel yeah and c (laughs) bell
1: (laughs) that is is also
0: true let us know if you want us to we might uh include a little thrones talk at the tail end just because it's it's such a big thing it doesn't make sense to do a game of thrones podcast because everybody and their grandmother has a game of thrones podcast my grandmother has a game of thrones podcast doesn't make any (laughs) sense um that would be amazing (laughs) i would would listen to that (laughs) that would be incredible By the way, if your grandmother wants to do a Game of Thrones podcast, hit me up. We'll we'll make it out anyway. Yeah. But not this.
1: Game (laughs) of Thrones. It'd be Game of Thrones. Bye, everybody.